theaters safely campaign. This is to lobby the government and relevant structures to help open theater spaces in a safe and responsible manner and environment. And to speak to us more about this, we have Yako van Rensburg, Secretary General at the Theater and Dance Alliance. Hello, Yako. Hello. Thank you so much, Naji, for having me. Yako, maybe briefly introduce us to the Alliance and who it represents. Yes, gladly. So the Theatre and Dance Alliance is a... ...companies that operate and also individuals make a significant part of their livelihoods in the South African dance sector. So we sort of represent choreographers and actors and uh, stage technicians as a whole sort of gamut. Okay, so so maybe give us a measure of how the current restrictions are affecting the sector because the last, um, well, not the last time we heard, but I know that the Minister of Arts and Culture is seems to think that everything is alive and well. Yes, it really is. Well, to talk to a Nati who is in touch with what's going on with the mm. art sector. Unfortunately, uh, the, the, the live theatre sector has been affected for 18 months. We've been um, unable to operate and unable to make a living in the sector um, because of the restrictions. And while we 100% are aware of the um, destructiveness of COVID, we absolutely also have to look at the economic impact. And at the moment, mm. theatres are being um, restricted in terms of capacities that makes it absolutely inoperable. There's no way you can open a theater's doors and, and break even financially. Um, and therefore, thousands of people are without an income, and it has been for 18 months. So this is a really, really serious issue that we need to address very urgently. That's why we launched the uh, Theatre Safe Manual, um, in order to lobby government and to say that we are committed to making these spaces absolutely safe for patrons and for people performing and working on productions. Um, but we cannot continue to ask for handouts from government. We don't want to ask for handouts and grants. We want mm. to work. We want the opportunity to do what we do. And we believe that we can do it in an absolutely safe and sustainable way. So, Yaku, as it stands, the 50% capacity is not working. So it's not 50% capacity, it's 50 people. So it's 50 patients oh, in a theater the size per of venue. So, exactly. So you have these massive 1,000-plus seater theaters, but you can only have 50 people or 100 people in there, even though they are more than equipped to deal with social distancing, etc. If we can get to a point where, where we can have 300 people in the opera houses, then, then we can program content that is that that uh, that could work um, for for that um, those sort of restrictions. But at the moment, we we cannot program at all. Also, because the the amount of patrons allowed inside a venue keeps shifting with the different levels. So when you're on mm. level level four or three, you're at 50 people, and at level four, you're at 100 people, which makes budgeting for these productions absolutely impossible. So what we're asking government is to afford us the same opportunities as they are shopping malls where the square meterage of the uh, institutions determine the amount of people that can safely be held. And we absolutely okay. know that it just can hold more than 50 people in a, in a 1,400-seater theater. It is totally possible to, to keep everybody safe and socially distanced, use all mechanisms that, that the other... Um, sectors have been afforded and we don't understand why we haven't been afforded the same opportunity and it's really killing our sector we, we stand to lose 
the live performing sector in this country. So have you engaged the Department of um, Arts and Culture about these recommendations? So we have formulated a manual, a theatre safety manual, and we have managed mm. to get on board the support of four of the state-funded theatres, um, which we greatly appreciate. Um, obviously, they have direct lines to the minister, and they are able to table these things a lot easier than it is for, for civil society to. Um, so we're very grateful for the South African State Theatre, the Artscape Theatre, the Market Theatre Foundation, and the Mandela Bay Theatre, who have signed up for our manual, and who have said, this, this makes sense financially for us. Um, let's support and let's see how we can get um, decent capacities that will allow for the economy to be reopened um, in a way that is sustainable and safe without compromising anybody. Maybe share with us some of the contents of the manual. Yes, so gladly. I mean, everybody in this country has, has walked through the doors of, of public spaces, malls where people are being sanitized, where social distancing uh, is applied in the queues, uh, where you are requested to uh, give your information in terms of your, your address and your contact details in case there is an outbreak. Um, so all of those measures have already been been put in place for, for public spaces. There's, there's no need to reinvent the wheel here. We just haven't been afforded the same opportunity to reopen in a way that is sustainable. And this is what we're not understanding. Why are we, um, why are we keeping people from working if it is possible for them to work in a safe environment? So, so there's, there's really nothing groundbreaking here. It's just mm -hmm. us asking for an opportunity to feed ourselves instead of having to wait for government to give us grants. We want to be proactive. We want to figure this out with government. And we are committed to making it as, as safe as humanly possible for everybody. We were having a conversation with, with my colleagues about how safe it could, it could possibly be because when you're seating in, um, in a theater, you're wearing your mask, you can social distance, so it shouldn't really be an issue. Absolutely. I agree 100% with you. It is possible to do. This is really not rocket science. If I look at other industries, uh, for instance, uh, the airline or the taxi industry, Obviously, all um, safety measures are in place, but they're allowing people to sit on airplanes next to each other who are masked. We're asking mm. for people to be socially distanced while wearing masks to attend a performance. Why are we being limited to 50 people, which makes it impossible for us to operate? Um, we're not understanding. Um, and, and if there is a reasonable explanation for why, why, this, why these stringent measures have been put in place, then we would like the opportunity to come up with positive solutions for the problems that present themselves. So we are more than willing to, to collaborate and work with government in figuring this out for the betterment of our sector. Also, they can't use a one-size-fits-all approach because venue capacity differs. Absolutely. That is, that is such an important point. Um, we do have... Excuse me, theatres at the moment, 100-seater theatres um, that are allowed to have 50 people in them. And then there are massive opera houses with 1,000 or 2,000 seats that also can only house 50 people. Uh, this mm. does not make any sense at all. We can we're absolutely social distance. Um, we can keep people safe. Why are we being held at ransom? Why are people's livelihoods being destroyed? I mean, we have so many stories of artists and crew workers and um, people who run technical supply companies who are on the brink of extension, of closing their companies, of not being able to function anymore because everybody's been doing their best to keep head above water, but it's been 18 months. 
So all of those credit lines and and um, sort of backup financial plans have been have been utilised, and we are absolutely at a point where we have to reopen theatres in a way that is sustainable financially, that is safe, and that allows thousands of workers to return to a safe working environment. So, depending on government's response, what will be your next step? Right, so we, we are hopeful that we will get the support of government and that they will hear us and understand our plea. Um, and as I said before, we are willing to work with them if there are um, blind spots that we are not thinking of. Um, but we've been working on this for very long um, with very skilled people um, who really have, have done their homework in terms of making it as safe as possible. So it's really now a case of lobbying government and asking them to please come to the table and understand that we are fighting for the betterment of our industry and for the livelihoods of people who have been unable to work at all for the last 18 months. I mean, imagine not having a salary or any form of income for 18 months. It's unthinkable. Um, and the mechanisms that are in place, uh, the mechanisms that are in place to assist financially, unfortunately, do not apply to independent contractors. So they cannot claim for workman's compensation or for uh, UIF because they are independent contractors. So. COVID has really highlighted a lot of issues in our industry, and I'm very, very proud of Tadar and the work that, that Tadar is doing in, in figuring this out um, and making things better, not only for our generation, but for generations to come. And we've also seen theatre houses closing down because of the very same issue. We absolutely have, and not only uh, play houses like the Fugard who permanently shut its doors, and it's very, very uh, sad. I mean, it was an absolute gem of Cape Town, and there are very many other little theatres, smaller theatres that are in the same position. Um, and this doesn't only affect the people on stage, it really does affect the entire value chain, and very often people don't understand how big our sector is. Um, it's not only the people that you see on stage and behind the scenes, it's also the companies that do publicity for those shows, the company that books the billboards, the companies who supply the technical equipment, uh, who you rent from, um, the people who supply the coffee and the foyers and the wine, um, the ushers, the cleaning staff, um, the people who supply the toilet paper. I mean, the, the value chain reaches so far. And by closing mm -hmm. theatres, that entire value chain has been shut down. And for a, a sector that that really contributes a significant amount of money to the GDP of a country. This really doesn't make any sense. And if we look at international models, um, th their governments have been very proactive in figuring out the problems um, to assist those playhouses to open in a way that is sustainable and 100% safe. We're definitely not advocating for a willy-nilly approach. We're absolutely advocating for a sustainable and a safe, safe reopening of theatres. Yeah, Yako, all the best, and I hope that this campaign doesn't fall on deaf ears. Thank you very much, Nati. I really appreciate you having on the show. Thank you, Yako. That's Yako van Rensburg, the Secretary General at the Theatre and Dance Alliance. He's, he was talking to us about how they have launched Open Theatres Safely, um, which is their campaign to lobby the government and relevant structures to help open theatre spaces in a safe and responsible manner. All the hits, all day, all night. Feel good music, Radio 2000.